Hello, everybody, and welcome back to I Don't Know About That. Uh, today, I have Johnson Sutherland with me, who is our Senior Vice President of Operations here at BNL Pipeco. Welcome, Johnson. Glad to be here. You yeah. know, um, uh, long-time listener, first-time <laughs> caller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was one of our 10 listeners when we were doing the podcast before, so we appreciate you tuning in again. No, Johnson uh, is is with us. He he was actually uh, over help, helping run Champion Cinco Pipe um, after, right around COVID is when we combined Champion Cinco Pipe and B&L Pipe Go, so and now we're one big happy family. Um, but uh, just to remind everybody, uh, this podcast, which is called I Don't Know About That, um, is basically our take on the OCTG market. Um, we do have our other podcast, What the Frack, which is more, I guess, topical and doesn't necessarily relate always to energy or even what we do uh, as, as a business. But this one is more related to specifically OCTG and is an, hopefully an opportunity for us to kind of give everybody um, our wisdom, <laughs> at least what wisdom we have about the OCTG market. Uh, and in a little snippet, about 10 to 15 minutes. So not take up too much of your time, but uh, on your drive home, if you want to listen to it and get to, get to know what BLPS thinks about the OCTG market, this is the place to go. So with that, I guess let's start off, Johnson. Let's, let's, I, let's talk a little bit about we, – we have to talk a little bit because we haven't done this in a while – what the what's happened in the market in the past two and a half years because it's been crazy and then we'll go on to where we're at now so you want to explain a little bit what it's been like in 21 and 22 yeah wow um and i guess we can focus in on on octg specifically yes, right i mean absolutely the commodity prices have had their their um you know their their track uh, and OCTG and how it related to to our market, right? And you coming out of COVID, you've got a uh, really low activity level. Mills are are at a, um, a kind of a skeleton crew type mm -hmm. capacity because demand would, had fallen off. Uh, drilling activity in the United States just absolutely at, yeah, at that at time a low we didn't level. know when it was going to come back. Yeah, that's right. So um, you know this employment really um, was was a big factor on the supply side. So you know you've you've clawed your way up uh as uh, you know we talked a lot about in all things in the covid uh recovery era about supply chain issues everything yeah, was a supply everything chain was issue. a supply chain issue. and the same right. same was true on on octg right? we were the, not yeah we were not immune to that at all demand recovered yeah right? oil prices came up oil prices count. started to come up rig count started to climb not very quickly but re regularly i that's would say that's right and on trying to keep up with that demand, the OCTG manufacturers were, were attempting to hire as quickly as they mm -hmm. could, right? Uh, employment was um, was difficult to restaff. Everybody, um, I think there was a real, um, in that time period, everybody was obviously very nervous and you didn't want to get ahead of your skis, uh, get out in front of your skis. Uh, it was, I think that, that also the manufacturers were trying to hire but they were trying to do it very carefully. Uh, they didn't want to go out and hire three crews right away uh, and then just have to lay them off. So I think that was the other thing is trying to balance what the demand was um, with what they could do. And I think that was one of the things that maybe, I don't know if we did a very good job in the industry of that, quite frankly, in that, those two years. And during this, 
he, remember everything was was spiking mm -hmm. right uh remember lumber prices oh yeah same was true as the steel inputs right mm -hmm. hot hot roll band scrap prices all spiked mm -hmm. and those were inputs to the uh to the octg product mm -hmm. so that along with this um let's say slow reaction on the employment side it just led to an imbalance on on the supply and demand right, right. so we've kind of had oh, I, people say, well, a shortage. I'm not so sure. I don't really know how you define a shortage. It, I really didn't call, see it as a shortage. It was a tightness in the market. Um, it was really a matter of when you could get pipe, not if you could get pipe. I mean, if you if you had to drill a well in the next 30 days, you probably weren't going to be able to do that. So to that person, there's a shortage. If you're planning six months ahead, you probably wouldn't see it as a shortage you see it well i got a plan six months ahead as opposed to thir three you know three months ahead so That's right. but even with that because of that tightness in the market prices just skyrocketed on ctg right. i mean they were there were silly silly prices out there um i would say got to a peak has since rolled over yeah we're talking close to four you know some somewhere around four thousand dollars a ton um which is really crazy in the hundreds of percent increase yes then you have a, a rollover period where we are today kind of fast forwarding is is we've seen the the, the correction mm -hmm. um you know uh, the input costs have have, have you know started to come back down mm -hmm. um employment had caught up right the uh, uh supply side operationally uh all of the mills and manufacturers were at a level with that they they were comfortable at that they'd been trying to achieve Imports and yep. the United States, big factor. That's fifty percent of our uh, of our market had surged. So um, of course now it, it's there's still a supply and demand imbalance. It's just the other yeah, way. Yeah, right? all of a so sudden there's, there there's too much pipe on the ground. Softness and then and so that that spike in OCTG prices rolled over and we're we've correcting. We have been correcting, and now you but you're starting to see that um, that reduction in pricing even start to level off right yeah so and i th i think uh, stable. people are starting to and our company is is no different than probably other distributors is we're starting to see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel of how how our inventories are are coming down to represent more of the demand um, that's out there right now uh, so we talk a lot about inventory turns our inventory turns are getting back to uh, more normal levels um the other thing that affected 2023 uh, certainly had a significant impact um, was the imports. I no mean, question. Yeah, I mean, first quarter. Continuing to increase month by month, we had a um, just a say deluge a of imports high yeah. in, in April. I mean, it's just um, unprecedented levels. Um, you know, the the market started softening. We let's call it October, November, fourth quarter yeah. of last year, and so what what happens with imports with the extended lead times is, you know, what, a pipe that was is delivering uh, today was ordered four to six months ago. Yeah. So and then you add in processing times and all of this uh, into that, and and it becomes a, a long uh, a, a lagging indicator. Right? I mean, yeah. it's a it, it takes some time to catch up. So this softness, that declining uh, price that we were talking about, the kind of the oversupply for a, for a second there in fourth quarter, 
really hasn't translated into a reduction in the imports until just this month. Yeah, uh, it took that long for imports to finally roll over, and now we're seeing the uh, pretty drastic uh, reduction in a re- uh, you know down to around that two hundred thousand ton per month. Yeah, uh, are we. Level. What what do we I mean I, we we expect it to maybe even decline some more. Uh, it could very yeah. well could um, you know but that's a long way from you know I think uh, you know that three hundred and fifty yeah. plus uh, yeah. you know thousand tons per month level so yeah that's going to be a big uh, factor in how this market stabilizes right and you know honestly we we know how these things go it's you fast forward through this year we get ahead of ourselves here but. You know, you could have an overcorrection to the other side. So, uh, uh, would not surprise me at all. I mean, we've you know the rig count. Um, I just ran the numbers. The rig count has dropped about ninety rigs from the to the top. It's down just below seven hundred right now. Um, if you're going off of uh, Baker Hughes, uh, which is a kind of an industry standard on rig counts, um, but in and a lot. Of, I will say I'm, I'm surprised there's there's still a lot of oil rigs there's rigs oil rigs that have dropped it's majority of of gas rigs I mean gas rigs have driven have, have dropped about close to 20 percent where oil rigs have dropped clo- closer to 10 percent obviously you look at the commodity prices oil is down in the low 70s which um, is certainly not I think the our, our customers would feel much more comfortable it was around the 80s uh, but they certainly aren't comfortable uh, with the price of natural gas, at least in basins like the Haynesville, uh, where ga- you know gas is trading right now in the two two hour and twenty percent range. So we expected, I guess, where I was going with this is we were expecting the gas rig count uh, to fall um, uh, pretty dramatically. I I will say, in my opinion, it hasn't fallen as dramatically as I thought it would, and I am a little surprised oil oil rigs have fallen because. Um, you know, most of our customers, a lot of our customers are not, they're not, they're not getting, they're not panicking. Um, they're not saying, well, golly, we're going to start dropping rigs left and right. Most of them are continuing with their CapEx plans. And, and so on the demand side, it seems, you know, it, it seems like I think we're going to start to level out on the rig count too. Um, and if that happens, the rig count levels out. If there is a correction on commodity prices, which who knows what's going to happen on that? Uh, you were just telling me this morning about how Saudi Arabia is going to wage economic war on the United yeah, States. We got a, yeah, a nice uh, article in the Washington Post here that the Saudi Crown Prince is reacting to the Biden administration's uh, latest uh, moves in uh, in oil and with uh, discussions with Iran. So. Um, he's been pretty vocal about inflicting economic pain on the United States. So, so we'll see where that takes what us. What that means, I'm not really sure, but certainly yeah. probably have a lot of, if his his way of inflicting economic pain is, has to do with the price of a barrel of oil uh, one way or the other. So, again, if there's a heavy correction uh, to the positive or the, uh, for our customers on the, on, the, on the price of oil, that could certainly – lead to more oil rigs going to work in the, in the latter part of the year. Now, again, let's go back to the whole, when it ramped up before, you know, it's, it doesn't, it's, it's a slow process for mills to ramp up. And cause remember it's uh, the, the typical production time, let's just say from the time, if we were to place an order with a mill to the time when we actually get pipe, you're talking typically about 90 days. And so, um, so again, you have a if the re, the 
oil prices start to come up in the in the fourth quarter rig counts start to come up right now the mills order books are very very weak all of our manufacturers order books are pretty weak and so it takes some time for them to adjust so if they remain weak through the summer you know it's it's likely unless we see something coming very clear signs of oil prices going up which there never are very clear signs we're probably going to continue to keep our I, I guess our order book closer to our vest and not purchase a whole lot of pipe that we don't really need that's right and maybe you know i know we want to we want to keep this a nice uh short duration uh podcast for you on your drive home right and maybe leave you with this thought which is that you know on the supply side this 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 uh crossroads that we've got right now mm-hmm. um it's a it's a difficult situation for manufacturers who have tried uh, very diligently to get the operational level the employment up to the to the point where it is now and to see this lull in in demand um you know, mm-hmm. based on what we've been talking about they've they have a, a, a amount of time maybe to to weather that and like you but said you can't weather it forever through the summer okay if there's some signs of life on the other side of this in fourth quarter second half where recovery of demand is there maybe they they can maintain employment levels but if it's not a if it's not there there there's going to be a tough decision they have to make some difficult decisions that's absolutely right. and if they do that that's going right. to exasperate the problem if oil prices do go up so right so that there's um you know it's not a definitive answer but yeah. I guess it never is is it still? Yeah no no and and I think the one one kind of overall reaching message is that um you know it I guess you could call this a downturn um lost 90 rigs it certainly doesn't seem like people are are panicking though our our customers aren't panicking no. um I don't think um uh, from what we gather from our customers is they're going to continue to drill drill wells now they're not in that growth mode they're in maintaining production and and being much more phys- fiscally conservative and responsible um than they ha- than they had in the past they would I- i'm speaking for them but they would they would say the same thing it's obviously paid off in their stock prices but um but again because of that because there's not a, a real push to grow production uh, even the oil and gas companies are kind of keeping things close to the vest and, and not going out there doing a lot of to generate a lot of oil that's not going to be needed in the market. So, so again, I think we kind of see this uh, this this uh, correction as maybe a hiccup in the market. Uh, we 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 believe right now that uh, things in the fourth quarter will get back to being more normal. Uh, supply and demand will be more in balance. I think we could mm-hmm. say that. That's the, of course, our crystal ball is not necessarily clear, but um, but it does feel like that. I don't I don't think there's a whole lot of people out there panicking right now. That's right, trading so. sideways, and we, we need to kind of you know, keep a watch and see which factors would move it up or down going yeah. forward through the summer. So we're we'll keep a close watch on it, and we'll keep you updated, of course, and do more of these um, you know over the course of the next several we're, weeks. We're gonna try to do these every two weeks. Um, try to get one out every two weeks because um, a lot of things can change in two weeks. So, but thank you for we really appreciate you tuning in. I hope this has been a, a little bit helpful. Um, if we do them every two weeks, we might be able to get in a little more detail as we go forward. Um, but uh, thanks for listening. I think we went a little bit long today, 
um, but uh, that's okay because we had we we're starting up from from not from scratch, but it's been a while since we've done this. Jonathan, thank you for for joining again. Uh, I know you're going to be a regular on on. I don't know about that, and um, and again, thanks for all that you do, and I hope it has been helpful. And with that, I guess we will be signing off. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks, everybody.